This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their P3OM, a patented high-end probiotic designed to push out the bad guys. Go to bioptimizers.com slash nomeat, that's bioptimizers.com slash nomeat, and use code nomeat for 10% off. This episode is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company. Use code nomeat80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash nomeat80 to redeem and for more details. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good, too. I'm <laughs> good. I'm glad. <laughs> Is it uh, fall weather? Is that what it is, Doug? Octoberfest beer? Are you, are you kidding, man? It's not fall weather. It's been like 85 all week. Yeah, that's true. But the leaves are falling off the trees. The leaves like are starting weather. to change, but yeah. I mean, that's exciting. I don't know. I'm just feeling I'm feeling stronger. Training's come, picking up. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, and the Nats, the Nats won their wild card game last night, so that's big. Oh, man. I'm totally tuned out of baseball. I, I should get in. I always like, as much as I'm not a baseball fan anymore, I, I do enjoy the postseason, and I need to need to. Make it a point to do that. Well, I expect us to keep the tradition alive of, of going to watch a Nats game. At going a, to watch a at Nats a loss. At, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. at, <laughs> they always lose every time we watch them. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to do that. Yeah. No, last night last night was a very exciting game. So I'm just like jazzed on sports. I'm jazzed on yeah. athletics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what uh, like frisbee golf or whatever, disc golf, I mean? It's not frisbee golf. I Actually, I am jazzed on disc golf right now because the... U.S. World National Tour Championship uh, is is starting up today, firing up today. So I look forward to following along with that. Right, sure. So, good. yeah, life is good, man. And uh, and uh, I I went and saw the Game Changers movie. You did. I was. Well, you talked about that. Um, where did you, was that? You see that in Carolina? I did. I saw it at the Carolina Theater. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Which how, is how a great it? little theater. It is a nice theater. Reclining chairs and beer and all that beer. stuff. Yep. Um. It was cool, man. It, so they had two, it was, you know, all right, so I, I knew they, they played it in theaters nationwide for one day only, I think. Right. Um, and, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. I looked to see if there were anywhere, if it was playing anywhere in, in Asheville. And sure enough, I was playing in like three different theaters. I was like, oh, that's great. Um, should try to find somebody to go with. And you were out of town. So I asked around and got to talk to a buddy and he decided to come along and, um, Right, you know, that afternoon I just went to look and make, confirm the times and saw that, like, all but one showing and, and all of the showings in Asheville, and there were six, all but one of them was already sold out. Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of hype. So, but we, we got our tickets and sat in a sold out theater and watched, uh, watched Game Changers. The hype machine for that movie has been working for about five years. <laughs> I think five summers ago it was coming out and then suddenly it wasn't and then the next summer it was and then it just it just pushed which you know isn't a bad move because they it yeah. seems like they waited till the best time to do it now that everything is all the vegan burgers are hitting and everything right so i don't know maybe just the longer you push it off the better because veganism just seems to be trending upward so that's good yeah but how was it you liked it i thought it was i thought it was great you know it wasn't like uh you know for us it wasn't anything mind-blowing um just because we already know we are yeah because you already know it but mm-hmm. um it was super well done i loved the you know how it focused primarily on on fitness and 
mm-hmm. you know, how the plant-based diet can help in that regard. Um, they did go a little bit down the kind of ethical and the environmental route for about 10 minutes. And I was surprised by that, um, mm-hmm. that they did that at all, but you know, but it was good. They did it well. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was neat that you could tell was, there was a lot of money behind it and it was well done. And you know, it was awesome to see Arnold Schwarzenegger up there and then some friends like Nimai and Scott Jurek and I don't know, just a bunch of bunch of people who we have talked to, several doctors yeah. that we've talked to on, on this yep. podcast. So I don't know. That was, that was It was just really cool to see that. And um, people were clapping along and laughing. And it was great. Cool. That's really good. I saw on Twitter, and this is unconfirmed, so this could be fake news that I'm spreading, okay. uh, that it pre-sold more. Um, it pre-sold more. It had more pre-sales on iTunes than any movie in history. Hmm. Wow. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, these, you know, what, what can we say? It may be true, right. may not be true. But if it is, good. Yeah, Wonderful. that's cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Was it? So I did. Uh, that was a long time ago. This was maybe five years ago. And seriously, mm-hmm. this is how old, this is how long ago people were talking about game changers. Uh, I think it was 2014, and I flew up to New York. Somebody flew me up there to do an interview and do a little footage, B-roll kind of stuff for a. I don't, I don't know if it was a competing documentary, but it was just a, another plant-based athlete documentary that was happening. Yep. And one of their things was they said Game Changers uh, is all about men, and it sort of has this macho kind of sexism thing to it, and we're doing something really different. So I, I don't think – I think this thing completely fizzled out. I mean, I flew up to New York and did that, but I think uh, it got abandoned is my sense because I've never heard anything from them. But I wondered if Game Changers had, had addressed that. Because is it is did it did you get that vibe from it? You're someone who's sensitive to that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I wasn't looking for that. Um, mm-hmm. But and there were plenty of women that they featured. There were you know some track stars and cycling stars. Mm-hmm. And there were, there were plenty of women featured. So I you know I wouldn't feel that way. But I mean, but like this whole the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, many meat. You know, and I was a meathead and I ate all this meat. Like right. there was a little bit of that. But you they know, were but, debunking that, right? Right. Exactly. Totally. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So, no, I didn't, I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah. I wonder if once, uh, as it started to get, because like, this was so long ago, I think maybe maybe that was the initial movie. And I don't know if, if there were people were seeing little screeners of it or what. But maybe as as they started to bring on James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they got this more mainstream involvement, maybe they said, we need to we need to clean this up and make sure it's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, okay, I, thought, I thought it was great. And, and actually, so, uh, and I'm going to... Um, this friend has been listening to the podcast since going to see oh, Game yeah? Changers. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, it actually, you know, so somebody who I would say is sensitive to nutrition didn't eat a ton of meat, but certainly not any a vegetarian or a vegan. Uh, and he's like super into it now. He's like been doing a bunch of research on his own and Game Changers really kind of got playing in the bug in his ear. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's awesome. If we can do that for more people, that's it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just so funny compared to, Ten years ago, when we kind of got started with this, it's like it's fantasy world now. How much, just how many mainstream things there are, and how many people get exposed to these ideas when it was just I, I mean, and even ten years ago, it was it was way better apparently than it was in the '90s and the '80s. Mm-hmm. So just it's just cool. Glad to see it. Always happy to see this stuff spreading. Of course, absolutely. All right. Well, we got an episode. Get, we have an episode. <laughs> we have a topic. <laughs> and we have a backstory of the topic. Oh. Sort of. We were going to do it in <laughs> tools do. episode. A tools uh-huh. for productivity. Uh, yeah, we said tools for productivity. It was our first thing. 
Mm-hmm. And then we said, well, t- we could do tools for cooking, tools for whatever. And I realized I didn't really have any tools. And I don't know if you do not either. And I don't mean I don't have any. But I started thinking, okay, I'll just go through like all the productivity, you know, hacks and things and apps and all these things I use. And I just don't have any. I, I, as I told you, I was going to do like meditation cushion as one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't, whatever else I said, it, just boring the coffee, right? <laughs> That's my productivity <laughs> hack. <laughs> Drink a fresh, freshly brewed cup of coffee in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, which is interesting because I did used to have these things, and I really have just kind of, I don't know. It's one theme of my life in the past probably five years has been stripping things away, simplifying, letting go, whatever you want to call it. And, th- and that goes for like physical things, like we've talked about many times with the KonMari stuff. Uh, magic of tidying up. I don't know what the episodes mm-hmm. were called, but you know the minimalism idea. And then also, it, you know, with tools and apps, and even so, it kind of has this digital thing. By the way, there's a book called Digital Minimalism that people are into. Uh, and even kind of spiritual, you know, the the surrendering, letting go, has obvious implications there. So it's just been something that that I've kind of been on this path. And it, and it occurred to me when I started trying to think of this: is like, I don't have any tools left. And it was it's not like a source of pride where I'm so proud of not having these things it just was like wow I, I really it's interesting to me that my tools now are these things that are uh you know somewhat less interesting as far as podcast topics go so finally doug you said well if we can't think of it in one specific area then let's just do the tools that we use every day that actually simplify our lives because that kind of is along the theme and mm-hmm. i'm talking about myself here but you are also in on the the marie Kondo thing uh also oh, yeah. somewhat minimalistic in your in your you know approach at least to owning things um so I think it's a good fit. I think I think tools that actually simplify rather than tools that kind of serve to just add clutter. Uh, I think that's I think those are good tools. Yes. So that's what uh, we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yes. And uh, I'm excited to do them. <laughs> <laughs> good. But before we do, maybe we should uh, we should we have two wonderful sponsors today. Why don't we go ahead and thank our first? This episode okay. of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their P3OM probiotic. As you probably know, there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria in your gut. And one way of fighting against the bad bacteria is through probiotics. But unfortunately, many of the low-quality probiotics end up passing right through you and don't actually improve your microbiome. And Matt, when I was doing an interview or a podcast with Matt Frazier last week, he said that uh, every time you ask him to trust his gut, you say, trust your your gut microbiome. Is that true? I do. It is (laughs) It is a very nerdy thing that I've uh, become accustomed to. Oftentimes, I say like, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, your your microbiome—they've actually figured out the connection. Um, it uses—I can't remember—it's either electromagnetic waves or some some sort of. Um, gosh, I can't remember like the metabolic pathway, whatever it is, uh, to communicate essentially your bacteria sending signals you know to your brain um and there are more you know nerve endings in your gut you know in in your gi tract than there are like in your spinal cord in your brain like it's just it's a fascinating thing but yeah i do tell tell matt to listen to his gut microbiota well all the more reason to keep your gut microbiome happy and healthy (laughs) and that's why i'm a i'm a fan of a probiotic called p3om it uses just one proven probiotic strain that's so effective it has been patented and what it does really well is it fights off the bad guys things like parasites viruses and other pathogens in your gut 
And here's the deal. The guys who make it are so confident that you're going to like it. They'll give you all your money back if you don't. Go to buyoptimizers.com slash no meat. That's buyoptimizers.com slash no meat. And use code no meat to get 10% off. And if you've never used a high-end probiotic that can push out the bad guys, or if you're having problems with your gut and your immune system, give this stuff a try. Go to buyoptimizers.com slash no meat and use the code no meat for 10% off. All right, Matt, let's get to our, our tools that make our life easier. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I will start us off with a very simple one. Doug, I use uh, a Moleskine notebook every day. I don't know if it's Moleskine or Moleskine. I know it's not actually made of Moleskine, uh, but the brand is that. I use those mm-hmm. with unlined paper. I just like to have Ooh, the... unlined. I like no restrictions on that. I, yeah, I don't know. Lines, it just you can't really do a good brainstorm where you're doing a mind map or... Uh, Flow chart, you know, the lines mm-hmm. kind of mess that up. And they also kind of, they just sort of box you in. They get you thinking in very linear terms, and I don't like that. So I use one of those. I've tried lots of different sophisticated kind of time management systems and things. Um, but Moleskine notebooks are just, it doesn't have to be Moleskine. Any notebook with with unlined pages <laughs> would be fine. Uh, I like them because I like using something that I feel like is nice and good and not a not a little spiral-bound uh, throwaway thing. So I use those. And then the, the system that I, the productivity system that I actually use in there, is came from uh, getting things done. The David Allen book that a lot of people know, yep. Um, which is pretty complex. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's tough to even just get through reading that book, and much less implement it. Um, but I've kept, you know, the very minimal core of it, which is that I always have a list of the projects I'm working on, which is the things that require more than one step to get done. Um, because if I it just if I don't have it written down, I'll start to stress and think that I'm forgetting things. So I have one list of the projects, and then I have another list that has all of the actions that like the single things I need to be doing. Um, and those actions typically come from the project. There's one from each. Every project should have one next action that is like its next thing I need to do to move that along. And that is that is the extent of my productivity system. I, anything else, anything more complicated, I just tend to rebel against and don't do. I I like it. Um, I also use one of those notebooks. Mine is one of those tiny ones so you can like, fit in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Reporter style. Yep. In case you're Reporter on the scene style. Mine is my. Mine in case is you're long. at a golf course and the and the grass exactly. is wobbling and you want to get a special <laughs> report on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, like I, you know, I can I, actually. I'm not gonna lie. I have an app that keeps track of all my scores on the disc golf course. But oh. um, you know, if I needed to keep score or something like that, I could use this little notebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but uh, it's just my to-do list. Like all I do is just every day um, I keep I add a have a brand new to-do list, mm-hmm. and I like crossing them off. And uh, you know I'll transfer something over if I didn't get it done the next the previous day. But yep, that's that. Tim Ferriss uh, recommends having a very small space for your to-do list, and it sounds like you were you were doing that because if you have a whole page for your to-do list for the day, I no, I just kind of keep a running one that is is one page long, but. Mm-hmm. He says if you have if you have if you can fit more than like seven items on your thing, then it's gonna it just doesn't really serve the purpose of a daily to do list. So, purposely limiting the space, I like that idea. Yeah, and on that on that note, I'll move on to to mine, which I you know it's it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm not gonna lie to call this a tool, but it's a philosophy maybe. How about that? Okay. Um, and that is to revert back to unit tasking. I think right now the world is trying to get us to do so many things at the exact same time mm-hmm. and always clamoring for our attention. And I, for one, embraced that for a very long time. And um, like I remember in my old job, I hope none of them are listening, I would be 
doing Nomad Athlete customer service intertwined with my old work in DC. Um, and uh, it just, you know, I would just try to do as many things as I could and try to do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I have found that that is not only driving me crazy, like it's just, it's so hard to get through a day when you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but you just make so many more mistakes and that's, that's no good. You never yep. want to never want to make mistakes. So I have reverted back to try to unitask as much as possible, turning off uh, or silencing my phone, which just buzzed, which is kind of ironic here, but, <laughs> um, you know, uh, silencing my, or sleeping my phone, uh, turning off the internet if I'm writing, um, closing down. We use Slack for Nomad Athlete and closing down Slack, doing all, all those channels, all those things that are just always trying to get your attention um, and focus on only on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And that, like and that that goes beyond work too, of course, like hanging out with Eliza, um, yeah. you know, going on a run, like trying not to do a bunch of things while, while I'm doing the things that I need and want to do. Yes. That, I think I learned the lesson mostly when I had, when Holden, our first son, our first child was uh, a baby. I was trying to work because Nomad Athlete was also a baby at the time. And I was trying to just hang out with the family and do work. It had never occurred to me that you couldn't kind of do both of those things at the same time. Right. And uh, it was horrible. And I would just be <laughs> in the most stressed state and I'd be terrible at anything I was trying to do. Um, I don't, I, I'm surprised, Doug, that you, that you mentioned that as a kind of a new thing, like reverting back. Because I feel like that has been sort of the way of the world, at least this productivity world, uh, ever since, not to, not to keep bringing up Tim Ferriss, but ever since the 4-Hour Workweek came out, mm-hmm. it was like that. That was the attack on multitasking. And I feel like I see people kind of creeping back into multitasking now in more like targeted, intelligent ways, uh, like listening to podcasts while they do things, or, uh, well, that's the big one: listening to podcasts <laughs> while you run or while you work, like you said you do. Which yeah. I can't do. If I try to do that while I work, I can't. I just won't listen to the podcast. I just won't hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so, I mean, I, you know, this is me, my personal journey, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. that, that's not to say that the world is is converting back to the unitasking, but. Um, or the productivity world. But no, I mean, like I, you know, I just, for the longest time, I, you know, tried to do as many things as I possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's very accurate. I think, I think like even, even in the time since I sort of swore it off, I myself have gone through these periods where I do more of it and less of it. And uh, I think you're right. I think it's just a personal thing and you, you are, that's where you are right now. Yeah. All right. What, um, what else you got? Well, I think, although I think, uh, I think you're right for the most part. I think unitasking is much better than multitasking. Uh, as someone who is sort of an aspiring minimalist, I think, uh, you know, items, objects, tools that multitask are mm. one of your best friends. Because I like that. You don't no, want a bunch you, of unit, unitask tools. They're no good. They're no you good. Want, you don't want unitask tools. No, they take mm. up space and they don't. And I guess if you have, if you're a musician and you have your one special thing, your instrument, and that's your thing, it only does that. That's good. You didn't use your guitar as your uh, as your coffee table, also probably. <laughs> uh, but I use uh, the Breville Smart Oven Air, which I've talked about before as my air fryer. That thing does so many different jobs. It is our microwave, basically. Uh, every now and then, I'll, I will do the job of a microwave with a pot and pan. But it will, it's what I usually use to reheat food. Uh, it's a toaster. It's an oven. It's an air fryer. It just does all these really good things. It's not that cheap. It was not a cheap item. But uh, it seems like it just takes up not very much room for all the things it does. In fact, it could be your oven if you just didn't have an oven for some reason or live in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one multitasking item that I have in the kitchen. Uh, and while on the topic, another one I use every single day is the Blendtec. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't have any allegiance to that particular brand. I think any high-speed blender that doesn't break is good. Oh, you can't say that. You used to give me so much crap for for being a Vitamix guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've matured. I don't, I don't care anymore. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I think uh, I think you need to get. I think you need to have one of those if you wanna if you wanna. If you want to be a successful vegan, you have to have a high-power <laughs> vegan. You don't have to, but if you want to be someone who makes a lot of your own stuff and grinds your own flowers and... It makes it all a lot easier. It sure yeah. does. Mm-hmm. They're super loud, though. So get yeah. some good earplugs, too. Yeah. yeah. Eli- um, yeah Eliza loves I- making smoothies we put on her her, ear, pl- her, her uh, <laughs> ear protector thing. <laughs> yeah. They make a blend tech that has a big casing over it. Now it's a giant, but uh, you can use that if you want. don't like the noise. No, thanks. So anyway, those are my uh, those are my two multi multitasking kitchen items. I, I got a I got a a kitchen item here. Okay. Um, and it's not multitasking, but so we're both coffee guys. Mm-hmm. Fair to say, right? Fair enough. Um, <laughs> we One like of my our coffee. Tools. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. We're, we're, we we like coffee. We like good coffee. Um, and I, I I can't speak for you entirely, but I I think this is probably accurate at least it was at some point that you basically had uh or i have uh every coffee way to make coffee imaginable yeah. right you know like uh i have a drip one for if a bunch of people come over or if someone uh if if i need it for whatever reason um i have a pour over and a and a press uh what do they call them aeropress, aeropress. Mm-hmm. and uh and uh oh shoot you got a soft brew I don't have a soft brew. I had French press. Uh-huh. I got a French press. You know, I even at one point in my life had a had an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all those things. Well, I have put in a. I put everything in a box except uh-huh. for the for an insulated uh, French press, which is my new best friend. I, I, it's not my favorite way to make coffee, yeah. but it's it's easy, and I love that this is insulated, and so then I can make like half of a French press, which is like a cup and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and insulate it and bring it with me out to my office and then I can just sip on that all morning mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's great. I don't have to make another set of coffee. I don't have to worry about all these different tools. It's one thing to clean. It's great. And do you, does it just let the coffee sit on the, uh, on the grounds? Yeah, I mean, so obviously it? you're pushing the grounds down. You're kind of right. keeping them down. But yeah, it, it sits and it actually doesn't change that much over time. Yeah, like that's, over uh, yeah, the, that's what over, you read that you shouldn't. And that, that's the whole thing behind this soft brew is that it, you sort of immerse the grounds and then you remove them via this little basket mm-hmm. that gets them away from the French press. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I've, I've in the past used a French press mug before, which has seemed a little bit excessive to be carrying around a mug that is a French press. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. I, so I think it's good. I think uh, I love the idea of putting those things in a box. That's, that's one of my areas, that and books. So book, I have a lot of books and don't seem to get rid of them very easily. And I also have all these coffee-making methods that I just don't need them all, and I don't use them all. The only one I use is actually one on my list, which is the Chemex, the mini three-cup Chemex, mm-hmm. which is just that glass thing. They they describe it as a work of art in itself, uh, that you have to fold the filter up for the mini one in this strange way, but it's kind of, you know, like a ritual. I like that. I In fact, I had this listed because one of my—I I think that as, as a thing that simplifies, and it doesn't— I got rid of the drip coffee maker, the big appliance on the counter, uh, and I was happy with that. And I, I like doing the little ritual. I only have one cup a day, so that's really all I need. Or if I want to have two, it's kind of the exception. It requires extra work, and that way I'll tend to drink somewhat less coffee if I do that. So I have that one, but that is definitely something that I need to do. I need to put those supplies in a box and 
get them out of yeah you know the high use you don't area. have to get rid of them and right. and or maybe you keep them in the box for a little while and then you realize you're never using yeah, them and, right, and then you get rid of them right yeah um so that's been that's been good for me good like it all right i mentioned books so i'm going to mention uh one of the products that i've mentioned on this podcast the most number of times Ooh. kindle paperwhite <laughs> just makes my holiday gift guide every year oh, man every one of our like <laughs> gift guides and tool guides always on there my, it's like cool coffee maker and my <laughs> kindle white that's i mean that's that is my life now i just don't have i just don't have new things i just have i just have the, the timeless things that last mm. and uh love that thing just i mean like i said i have i still have a lot of books but i have gotten better and better at, at ditching them thinking if I ever really needed this book again, I could just buy it on the Kindle, or I could get the sample on the Kindle, and you know, I, I might spend a little more money, but then I would have it wouldn't wouldn't I still have access to the book? I just wouldn't have it taking up space anymore. Yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to move things to that, and still like it. Although I think I need to upgrade mine. It's, it's old. You know. Okay, I'm not gonna go down that tangent. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef, a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. Use code NOMEAT80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash NOMEAT80. Here's how it works. When your food box arrives, you'll get all the pre-measured, perfectly portioned ingredients all prepped and ready to go. The recipes are quick and easy and step-by-step instructions that take all the guesswork out of everything that you do with cooking. With Green Chef, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. Green Chef's expert chefs designed flavorful recipes for your lifestyle to go way beyond ordinary substitutions. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep work for you week after week. As everyone who's listening probably knows, uh, I am about to have another baby. By the time you listen to this, I probably will have had our second baby. And when you're busy with life and things like that, you know these types of shortcuts go a long way. Having everything prepped for you, cutting back on you know, how much shopping you need to take or how much shopping you need to do, and never worrying about the recipes is a huge help. That's why I am super stoked to be getting our first order of Green Chef uh, any day now. Use code NOMEAT80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash NOMEAT80 to redeem and get more details. That's greenchef.com slash NOMEAT80 and use code NOMEAT80 for $80 off your first month plus free shipping on that first box. All right, Doug. We're in the home stretch here. I only have two more things. Oh, how many do you have? Mm, four, but I think I can power through them pretty quickly. Okay, you go first. All right, I'm gonna do two here. All right, uh, one of them is you know in the same vein as Blinkist. I uh, we I talked last week about how I listen to a lot of podcasts while I work when I'm doing tasks that uh, don't require a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. um, and and part of that is like I, I listen to the news a lot. Um, but I just, you know, with the in the fast-paced news world these days, especially with everything going on with these impeachment inquiries and and all that, um, I, I just know all about that stuff. <laughs> as I know you've been following it very closely, mm-hmm. um, I like I genuinely wake up and I'm I am like excited to hear what happened overnight 
you get mm-hmm. caught up with what happened. Right. Um, is that a good and, thing or is that a, is that a sign that you, it's hooked you in? It's become a soap opera. I mean, it's probably a little bit of that, but also I'm just, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad so thing. What becomes a bad thing, What what's a bad thing is when I'm, I you know, because I'm, I'm at eat breakfast with my family and then I walk out to my office and I usually turn the news on while I'm kind of getting situated. And then instead of like diving into a project, oftentimes I'm just kind of like, listening to the news and like delaying the, the work that actually required yeah. me to think. Yeah. So, so my, my tool is NPR's up first, which is like essentially a blinkist or a 10 minute kind of roundup of, of the news you need to know that you can listen to in about 10 minutes. Gotcha. And Good. then I can dive in. And then I, then I feel satisfied and I can dive into the rest of it. So a free competitor of our advertiser. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> it's not a competitor at all. It's your, it's your daily news, uh, um, yeah, no, your daily okay. news. No, not, I get it. Not, not I, I mean, a great example. I, that's, so I, I have no interest in the news, really, but uh, Blinkist would totally be into it. So that, there you go. That's why it's uh, not a competitor. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not at all a competitor. Good. Um, all right, uh, so my next one is, is a no-brainer for most people who are listening to this podcast who are also athletes, and that is um, Strava. You know, and this is not a revolutionary tool, but it ha- really has changed the way I can interpret my runs Mm -hmm. Uh, i think a lot of people use strava for the like social aspect where you can like get people thumbs ups and comment and kind of follow other people's training and that's cool um nothing against that that's are there like strava influencers who like dominate and like get paid for sponsored (laughs) posts and things sponsored Uh, ones there could be i'm not gonna say there aren't there are definitely you know i mean famous athletes have Uh you know lots and lots of followers right um but I haven't heard about that. I haven't actually heard of it becoming something that you could monetize. Um, maybe we got to figure that piece out. No, just yeah, um, <laughs> no but uh, but it has. It's it's just a really good place to like look at all your your runs and or your workouts in a like one complete way. You know, it's it's replaced the the uh, pen to paper training tracker mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. which I you know which I was a firm believer in for a long time and used. Uh, exclusively, like, well past when it was trendy to do that. Um, right. right. <laughs> because because it, it just seemed good to have it all in one place. But now it's so much easier to search and, like, kind of really dive into the numbers of your of your runs and your paces and your splits and see how you uh, how you progress over a, the exact same hill over the course of your, course of your training program. And um, I don't know, yeah. things like that. Like, that, that, that kind of stuff has just been really valuable to me. So it's a tool that if you're not into or if you don't use it for – what all of its c- c- capabilities, then I recommend mm-hmm. you get into that. Is there anything, Doug, whose whose analog version is actually better than the digital replacement <laughs> for it? I mean, everyone likes to cling to something, and then mm-hmm. it's just older and older people who are clinging to things, and then five years later, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, it's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> is anything left that is better, or can we just finally say digital things are better? Uh. I, know, I know you hate to say it, but... You know, so here here's the problem with digital things. That's a great question. We could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> Maybe we should have done that instead. <laughs> um, here's, the, here's the problem that I have with certain digital things. Like even even ones that I really like, like Headspace, which uh, was on my on my list here as a possible one to, to do if we had done the productivity one, uh, or even like to-do lists, you know, apps and things like that, mm-hmm. is that because of the way they work, they're always clamoring for your attention so they'll like send notifications and do all these things that end up distracting you from other things because 
you you know, like all these things are just pushing notifications out of you. So if you can turn all that stuff off or turn it off in a way that um, only sends you the notifications that you need, uh, then I think that they're better. But the problem is that they're all competing to get your attention. And that's yeah. when I think that they're actually not as good. I think that is a huge thing. I think that is super important. And uh, I think we're at an awkward time where that's, we haven't figured out yet how to, how to make things so that we still can be good humans uh, while also making use of these good technologies. You want to know my, my, my rule when it comes to new apps? Sure. And you're not a, you're not a big uh, smartphone guy, but I do have a lot of I, apps. I have a couple apps on my smartphone, not too many. I always, when I, when I set it up, I always turn off notifications yeah, immediately. you got to do that. you got to do it. And then if there's some sort of notification that you feel like you need, then, then you can you go do. back and turn on that individual one. But start, start with them all off, and then you don't know what you're... And it prompts you, right? It doesn't say it would like you send your notifications, and you can say no right away. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like there's a default. Yes, it's just you, you have to answer the question at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Always say no. I'm going to mention Tim Ferriss for a third time this episode. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> on his podcast recently was uh, Tristan Harris who is the founder of the uh, Center for Humane Technology. Mm-hmm. Time well spent, that movement. I'm actually on their email list. And hmm. uh, their whole thing is about just how, how you know, just this, just this battle for our attention and how things are just more and more addictive and something needs to be done about it. Anyway, he was just on Tim Ferriss' podcast. I have not listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's good. And that is on one of my, uh, my lists to listen to. All right. Good one. What else you got? Okay. I have uh, a pretty basic one here, a standing desk. I've used hmm. a Veridesk for the past... Uh, I don't know, five years, and on and off, different periods to go through. Recently, I've been great at using it. The only time I don't use it, actually, is when I record a podcast, because my microphone won't uh, reach up to, to mouth level from standing. You know, that's a pretty simple fix. Probably $3 on Amazon and get a new cord. It's a cord problem? Well, I don't know how you're it's set the, up. No, it's the, table, it's the table and the boom stand. Oh, it's the boom stand. Yeah, which you installed, Doug. You, you didn't put it high enough. <laughs> Why don't you put it on the Veridesk? I don't know if it will work on that. I guess it might. That's a good idea. Yeah. Simple fix. Well, I should. <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, of default behaviors, what I the key the key to getting me to use my standing desk is if if I have put it down by the end of the workday, which sometimes I do if I get tired of it. Uh, and like I've said before, if I'm working on a hard project that I'm just like procrastinating. I found that one of the things that makes me procrastinate is the standing up factor. If I can just sit down, I can just sort of settle in and do it. So anyway, mm-hmm. end of the day, I might be doing that. But I put it back up before the next morning. Because if I show up at the seated desk, it's hard for me to put it up. Mm. But if it's up at the beginning, and I'm just going to stand there, and I'll forget that I'm standing for the first three hours of the day. So, anyway, I really like a very desk. It's, but, and what's, what is the tool about it? What's a nice, simple tool about it is that it does go up and down very, very simply. Mm-hmm. I and like probably, it. probably better now than mine. Mine's old. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I got one. I have a two for one. That's next, but that's uh, one topic. So I, you go. You still have two or something? Uh, I think I'm just gonna do one more. Okay, give me one, one more each. And this is also not really a tool, but more of a, a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and that is, uh, scheduled, on the calendar, on the shared calendar with my wife, scheduled. Ooh. Doug time. Every day. I like that. Mm-hmm. Your time together is called Doug time. No, 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 no. This is alone time. <laughs> no, opposite. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> opposite of opposite of time together. Which we do have scheduled time together, but not not. Uh... Okay, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, this is for this is for me to either get a run done or um, do a project that you know I wanted to do or meditate or whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, lots of times it's like while well, Eliza's at school. 
or, you know, sometime when it's like not inconvenient to the family, maybe like it's early in the morning, you know, it depends on the day, um, but scheduled on the calendar time when, uh, when I can do what I need to do. Yeah. That's good. I think that's very good. I think a lot of people could benefit from scheduling their own time, uh, even if just using that time to think, to not do anything else, because mm-hmm. it's super important. Uh, I th- You've thought of this before. You've had some good ideas for me that I have not implemented, like having a Sunday afternoon or some weekly time that you sort of share where your your spouse will do one thing and you'll and you'll watch the kids, and then mm-hmm. then you switch off at some other time. That's a great idea, which I have not fully Yeah, we, we still do that. A monthly day to, to yourself, basically. Mm. That's a great idea. I should do that. A monthly guilt-free day. Uh, and I also think the scheduled time with your with your partner is nice because oh we, yeah, that's totally. Just so easy to do. Especially I don't, yeah. Kids, like, <laughs> I don't want to imply that I only schedule time to <laughs> right. be by myself. I'm gonna schedule time with Aaron. That's all about me. It's called Matt time, and it's just we just talk about me. <laughs> we, just, we just talk about how great I am. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like that idea. All right, my last one. Uh, combination: weighted blanket and blackout curtains. Hmm. Not everybody likes a weighted blanket. It's kind of strange. It's really heavy. Um, mine's 15 pounds, which honestly I could have gotten maybe 10 pounds and been better off. But if I'm not sleeping well and I put that on, it just helps me so much. And the blackout curtains, it's just one of those things. It's just you don't realize how much light's coming in your room. I mean, potentially. I didn't. And how what a difference it makes to have a pitch mm-hmm. black room. And it's the sleep, it seems to lend itself well. Like, yes, there are some habits you can do with sleep that make it better. But you, you can just buy a couple things or just even just rig up a couple things. And suddenly you can start sleeping better. So that's that's a huge one. So if you were to go back and listen to the months-long quest for Matt's better sleep, that's kind of the con- the conclusion you've come to. Well, the but- real conclusion is throw away the ring. Get rid of the cursed ring <laughs> that is tracking your sleep. That was that's yeah. what was really killing me. Uh-huh. Uh, but then yes, those things, and then eating some peanut butter before bed. I think mm. really maybe placebo. I don't know, but it's been super effective. I have one bonus one. I didn't do any apps or electronic. Uh, yeah, apps. Uh, but <laughs> here's my... I've mentioned this before, and I love this one. Go on YouTube and search for coffee house background noise. Oh, yeah. And it just sounds like you're out and about, and you hear these conversations, and you feel like you get to know the people over the course of the hour, and it's just fun. I just like those. But don't read the comments, right? No, the comments are... Comment, I mean, the comments on those are actually pretty funny. I hate YouTube comments. Those are good. I think. I think, yeah... I don't know if we talked about this in podcast. I don't think we did. I think it was just Doug and Matt time. Um, when you were saying like they, they point out things that people say at certain <laughs> yeah, times and then exactly. you just start like listening for it. And they make up like stories about what might be going on. And like someone said, this is like a clown enters the coffee house and honks his nose, but it's just somebody's chair just squeaks on the floor. And it sounds like a nose. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of, it kind of takes away from the uh, being able to do your work while you just listen to it. You start looking at the timestamps and things. Uh-huh. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. Good. We've gone on too long, Doug, I think. Longer than we intended. <laughs> the story of this podcast. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, everybody. Yep. Thank you for listening, as always. <laughs> hope you learned or hope you got a tool that you can implement into exactly. your life. We gave, about, yeah. we gave about 15 good tools there. All so. to simplify your life. No fluff. <laughs> no fluff. All right. All right. Talk to you later, Matt. Thanks. Go, go Nats. Okay. Go Nats. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>